Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is October. It is that time. I am Cheats from the Black Baseball Mixtape. He is Flobo the Mayor. And we are now knee deep into day two of the divisional series. I am already, already uh, basically teetering on the brink of depression. Uh, I don't know what, it, what to call it, but the Orioles are down 2-0. Yeah. Uh, to the Rangers. If you listen closely, I was calling some of this. I'm very upset. I'm very upset. And <laughs> I, and on the opposite end of the spectrum, Flobo, your snakes, your Diamondbacks are up 1-0 in a game that I could not have imagined over, <laughs> over the Dodgers. That's I'm looking like a genius right now. <laughs> you're looking amazing. Where do, where, Flobo, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the Orioles or do you want to start with the Dodgers? Where Where do we start here? I, I think I want to start with the Dodgers. And the reason being because, you know, with, with momentum. Of course you do. No, with the momentum and the layoff, people are saying the, the, the first round buys are pretty bad. So let's talk about what happened yesterday. Let's uh, talk about it. Clayton Kershaw, one of the greats of all time, first ballot Hall of Famer, yes. no doubt in my mind. But there's yes. always been that monkey on his back about how he can fare in the postseason. And I thought yes. he would be roughed up quite a bit. But I did not expect six runs yes. in a third of an inning yes. from any team on that level. And you can't it, even blame Kershaw because they scored five after that. <laughs> it was the but he didn't make rolling. But we should talk about Kershaw. Yeah. And the fact, and I wish April should be joining us sometime in this line. Oh, 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 April's oh. here. April is hold on now. Look, don't adjust your sets because look, we're gonna get her in. Let's go, snakes. Oh, 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 geez. April, it is. I don't know if you can hear us. Okay, we're getting it in, but it's starting early. Oh, no. And and I'm trying, I'm, I'm letting you know. Oh. Let me know. I, I love Kurt. I really do love Kershaw. I think Kershaw yeah. is an amazing pitcher. Like you said, first ballot Hall of Famer. Is it? I don't know what to tell you. Is it a mental thing with the postseason? Is it? A, I, I don't understand how someone could be so good. Yeah. Yet when the postseason comes, he is so. I mean, he didn't make it out of the first inning. Yeah. I. I Jack, Jack Morris would never. There's two things at play here, man. I, I really think that on one hand, that's something that Kershaw, the mental thing, because it was his fourth Friday, Saturday start in a row. Yeah. I mean, this guy's been here for a long time. High yeah. pressure situations don't really phase him. I really think there's a mental barrier about being in the postseason. The Dodgers themselves have that mental barrier. But on, on second to I look, I get it. I've been pushing for the snakes. I'm a Tommy Pham guy. But I really feel of all the teams still in contention, the Diamondbacks have watched the most tape. They have understand how to usually leverage points. I feel like they put the bat where they thought Kershaw was going to pitch before he pitched it. And I think that was really the striker sauce for them. I look, I love I love Corbin. He's fine, but he's whole, so good. No, he's so good. Staff has really been the X factor for those snakes inside. I, I don't know what to say. Because it, it again, if you're listening. On if you if you listen to the podcast, we when we go live, we go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you X. know X, formerly known as Twitter, if you know what is wrong with Clayton Kershaw, <laughs> <laughs> drop it in the comments and let me know because I am at a loss. I have never seen someone so not just 
like naturally talented. The dude is dominant. Yeah. He is dominant. And yeah. when he gets to the postseason, it's this is again, this is not just yesterday, right? This is right. not just this time. He's got a postseason, you know, weight on his back that he doesn't deserve to have being that good. He just has to get out of it. And it might be baseball is such a mental game. It may be all mental. Absolutely. And and on the other end of this spectrum, like you said, we all were, we were talking, we're going to get to the Orioles, but we were talking about how the Orioles played free all season, Mm -hmm. almost naive. Like they're just so good. How they go out on the field. They don't know how good they are. Blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you, there's not a looser team in the playoffs to the Arizona Diamondbacks. I just don't, they are playing with house money and they know it and they're good. They're flat out good. This is going to be crazy for the Diamondbacks, but I think them having that slump in the middle of the summer did them a bunch of favors because when they're on top of the NLEs, yeah, they're on top, but like they were a sweating king on that throne and being knocked down or going down to third in division, then worked their way back up. They are playing with the house money, but going back to Kershaw, man, I really think when you're locked into the regular season, all you can think about is you on the mound, you getting batters out. If you can do a good job, great. If you don't see you in six days or five days, but when someone tells you, yes, best of five, we're giving you the ball. I think we underestimate how you can put that aside. And I think yeah. the, the great can do that. The elites can do that. And Kershaw, is elite, but he doesn't. So I think there's two things at play here. There's always one team that makes the run. It was the Phillies last season. I hope it's the Diamondbacks. I'm rooting for them hard. Got the jersey. Saw that in the last episode. I had it even inside out. You saw it was going backwards uh, because I really needed to have all the tools to do it. But the Dodgers really tripping their own feet last night. Well, talk about that magic. You mentioned the Phillies. Last night, the Phillies struck again. So it's... The Diamondbacks may not be the Philadelphia Cinderella story because it may be Philadelphia. They go into Atlanta. They Mm -hmm. take game one. Atlanta, again, we're hearing about this kind of universally because three of the best teams in baseball lost because they've been off for a week. They lost their their first round of the divisional series. We want to get into it, but... Is yeah, let's 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 get into it now. Is yeah. there something about these hundred win teams, best teams in baseball, sitting out, coming back to they got home games, right? And they're not hitting. They did I, not produce any runs. I don't. I I personally don't buy into that. And I know there's a lot of people out there who say, "Hey, look, it's unfair. You're being you're punishing division winners for having them sit a week." I can't think of any playoff series, save for the NFL, but you can't even count that because they play best of ones where someone, if you're good, you have to wait. That is kind of what you have to do if you want to be elite. The NBA now is playing games as well. And there's a lot of the same situations. You have a responsibility for winning the division to get that extra time off. You do your similar games. You train in the box. And if you lose that game, that is on you. You cannot blame yourself for winning the division. You got to find a way to win. And it's going to get it done. The Atlanta Braves are so good, but they couldn't score a single run. You're not going to win if you can't score. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter what time of the year. So the, 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 the narrative is rhythm, right? Rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. You get into the routine, rhythm. And by sitting out this time, because I'm with you. I'm sitting here thinking, hey, man, 162 is a grind. Mm-hmm. I need to rest up. Body needs to rest up. You know, we need to work on some things. We can study some film of pitchers, mechanics, locations, situations, 
hey, like, I'll take the time off. But rhythm, rhythm, rhythm is so important. And you saw, now, again, I always lead with the Orioles, but the Orioles haven't been hitting for a while now, honestly. They kind of limped into the postseason as good as they are in regards to the scoring runs category. And it's been kind of highlighted, and we're getting stung. The Rangers, on the other hand, hot bats. Hot bats, and they're in their in their staying hot. Uh, Arizona, they're scoring runs, man. They're getting some. They're they're hot bats, you know. The Phillies, hot bats, and now you're sitting here. The Braves, you know, and I know this. They, there's legitimate arguments if one through nine, this Atlanta Braves team is the best lineup of all time. One through yeah. nine, right. and they 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 get the home game, like I said, and they're just not hitting, but. Uh, yeah i mean look you, you're you're at truest you're at home field advantage you're the yep. strongest team uh in in major league baseball and and the thing is about the Atlanta brave lineup they're deep right you people told me you mets hater this is the deepest lineup in baseball you got arcia you got Olsen, you got acuna jr it's a and, tough lineup man and it's no one shows up to work you can't blame everyone on the rest if that's the case then why you and they had and they had strider strider was on the hill yesterday and, and the thing is i was listening to the radio i was on sirius xm uh, i was i was out listening to the radio broadcast and the radio broadcast is the home team so it was atlanta braves and they were such the Strider apologists. He did his part. He did a good job. It doesn't matter. You have a single job. You will win and lose in baseball, but you have to score. Give yourself a chance to win. Atlanta couldn't do that. And the Phillies made us have their numbers because of the nature of that kind of team. Well, the Phillies are not afraid of the Braves. And that's the one thing. There is, I think there is a psychological edge. We talked about True. the mental part of Kershaw struggling. I think there's a psychological edge now that the Phillies are like, I don't care how good you are. We sunned you last year. We're going to sun you this year. Absolutely. And and I will tell you this too. The makeup of the Phillies, personality-wise, that team fits that city so well. And I I don't care if it's uh, Schwarber. I don't care if it's Bryce Harper. I don't care if it's Bond or Marsh. Those guys, Trey Turner, Mm -hmm. those guys are not afraid of the Atlanta Braves. They're just not afraid of them. Absolutely not. And so, and I, and I, and I sort of feel that clearly now when you're up 2-0, Texas isn't afraid of Baltimore. I also sort of feel that way, though. One of the things I think is a big Dodger advantage is that there's a mystique to the Dodgers, right? There's this, there is this mystique when you go in there, where um, it, it's a difficult, it's a difficult game. You're in, you're in for some, some, some work. And I, I just think the Diamondbacks are so loose. And they're so confident. And, you know, they are just not afraid. And I don't think I don't think the Diamondbacks, uh, led by guys like Tommy Pham, right. are are like, we're not afraid of anybody. We're gonna oh. go in there, you're gonna you're gonna have to Zach Gallon, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play some games. You're gonna have to play some ball. I'll be honest with you. You look at the teams that had the buys, the, the Astros, the Orioles, the, the Braves, and Dodgers. I felt the Dodgers have the the most uh, str- most stress here because there is that that feeling that they're not as strong as they used to be, but then they were have a, they almost have this expectation to win a 
quote unquote real championship since their last 2020 win. But the Arizona Diamondbacks pretty much had the most lopsided victory. You go to Atlanta, and their thing is they didn't score. You go to Baltimore, and they made a lot of defensive miscues on the, in the infield play as well. And you look at the Astros, they're the only ones that won. I think that's the ex- exception that disproves the rule. They had the same time off as the other three teams. They found a way to beat a very hot Minnesota Twins team as it is, Cheats. And so you go back to fear yet, as and, we, and fearing as, your opponent. As we speak right go. now, the Twins are up 3-0 in game two. Yeah, and th- and that's kind of the thing. You talk about yeah. fear. Yeah, you you play, you respect your opponent, but there comes a time where you say being loose. The Lantern Braves have all the pressure in the world because last year they won the NL East on the last day of the yep. season. Everyone thought they were going to go to the World Series, and they got punched in the nose. And I think that pressure, that self-imposed, is giving the Philadelphia Phillies all the, the gravitas and space they need to really go and execute. All right, let's read TC's weighing in here and says the difference is baseball is played daily and it's about rhythm. The net, the nature of the game is uh, streaky anyway. Schreider showed up. The offense did not back him up. I can agree with you more in the sense that Schreider, Schreider was fine. Schreider was fine, but you got you got to score runs. You got to score runs. I, I, I'm interested now because there's a, there's this other thing. Let's and let's let's talk about it. We're down 2-0. Let's go to Baltimore. Okay. Because there is several things that bother me. <laughs> several? <laughs> yeah, several things that bother me okay. about just the overall narrative of the series. The Baltimore Orioles are the AL East champs. They are the they are one of the best teams, or not record-wise, the best team in the American League. Yeah, second to best. And they league. and they played the t- a very tough division. Obviously, three teams made the playoffs from the AL East. And there's this narrative that's starting to float around here where it's like, ah, they're ahead of schedule. I don't care if they like if they if they lose to the Rangers now, right? Who are also technically ahead of schedule. Right. Uh, but if but they, they they did some things that went all in, like even though they didn't necessarily work, the Texas the Rangers got DeGrom, they got Scherzer, they they got went out and got Simeon and Seeger last year, right? So they're technically probably not as quote unquote ahead of schedule as some of the announcers are making them out to be on FS1. But I'm serious. I'm, I, I watched every inning. I watched, I watched every inning of every game. <laughs> FS1 uh, <laughs> But I do feel like universally there's this idea that, well, oh, you know, Baltimore can get them next year because they're so young and they're so homegrown. And so I hate that. It's so upsetting to me. Because there is no guarantee yeah. that a baseball season works out. There's right. no guarantee that, again, they just showed the general manager for the Orioles the last two uh, two games talking right. about how great I think Michael Ice, there's like how great of a job they've done with their farm system and how we're bursting at the seams, which we are. Mm-hmm. But they also said in a very kind of same sentence, this guy has refused to give anyone long-term deals. They are the... Yeah opposite of the Braves. The Braves were locking people up for seven, eight years all the time. A $10 a bus ticket. Yeah. The Orioles, they're going to, we've got a log jam of people waiting to come up. People that are looking over their shoulder. Gunnar Henderson, as great as he is, dude's got to be looking over his shoulder saying, where ja- is Jackson Holiday coming up next year? Or the, right. you know, or the year after? If I get hurt, is Jackson going to take my job? Absolutely. I've never seen anything like this. And so, uh, the fact that people are like the Orioles have time, 
It's ridiculous. Like, win now. You're really good now. Right. And if you 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 watch the two games, it like, I don't, do we even have a shot? Cedric Mullins is not right. Okay, so a lot of things unpacked there. Cedric yep. Mullins is not right, and maybe there's some time to adjust. But you got less less than a game to make that happen if you don't yes, get a exactly. win on the board. You and take so him I, out. Uh, I, I I I wouldn't. I like, can't. Yeah. The the, the the depth is not bad, but it would be kind of seen as like a mistake if you lose that game without Cedric Mullins in the lineup. But the other thing is too the the ahead of schedule narrative. I realize that's kind of like the 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 Southerner bless your heart. Right, that's the we like your team. You got some things, and it won't work out for you, kid. Because last year, this time, the Guardians, you'll be back next year. The Mariners, you'll be back next year. Thank you, Padres, thank you'll be you. Back next year, it ain't none of them got that thank ticket to the dance this year. Thank you. So Baseball you is that one. It's so hard, man. It's so hard. And again, we're talking about we're talking about a grind, and we're talking about arms. And like, look at a, a guy like Alex Manoa. Think about yeah. that. If Alex Manoa was Alex Manoa of last year, the Blue Jays might have been at the top of the AL East, right? I had them win the division because I thought uh, Alex Manoa would be bringing his, his all-star performance, but they deported him to Florida Complex Ball to get him right. I did not see that coming at all. I, and he, uh, all right, do we have April? April might be joining us. She's got her <laughs> Dodgers. Is that a Dodgers sweatshirt on here, April? Look, somebody got to get in the spirit of, of things because after last night, they didn't want me to come on today. That's what it was. What happened last night, April? Today, April I was what happened struggling. last night? What happened last night? Listen, I tried. I tried my phone, my laptop, my tablet. I had to pull another computer out because I got stuff to say. Talk, so, look, the floor is yours. We've already done. I don't know if you heard us while we were going no, deep into the uh, the Dodgers Diamondback situation. Six, 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 I think the six. I think the first question. That I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. How concerned should we be about Clayton Kershaw in the postseason? Like, help me, because I'm a huge Clayton Kershaw fan. Despite what Flobo says, he's a Clayton Kershaw fan as well. We're, we know that he is too good mm-hmm. for this thousand-pound weight to be on his back in the postseason. What do you think's happening with Kershaw? I think it's a lot of things. One, I do think that Clayton – it's a mental thing with him. We all know that when the postseason comes up, that there's a lot of pressure. Everybody's talking. Can he succeed? Can he get past this moment? And I believe that that's something that's always playing in the forefront of his mind. At the same time, we also have to look at the fact that, yes, he's older, but he's like 35 years old. He's been pitching for a while. He's had the shoulder injury. They're saying this is the best that he's felt. But, I mean, yesterday he those pitches were just hanging over the plate. Not to mention he is leading a bunch of rookie pitchers. So all this coming into effect, whether we realize it or not, those are the intangibles that affect the player, you know, before they step on that baseball diamond and the responsibility of him leading his team. You saw him in the dugout. Like he was completely disappointed. He looked, yeah, he, he lost it. He lost. Yeah. It. He looked decimated that, you know, he put his team in the hole that they ultimately couldn't get out of. But do I think he can perform? Well, I think he still has it in him. It's just, when is it going to show up? And we don't have the time 
for him to really figure it out. It's like, do it or don't. Are we just going to be, you know, watching it from home? So... Do you think Dave Roberts has already said Kershaw gets the yep. gets the ball in game four? Would you do yeah. the same thing? We don't have a choice. Have you seen our have you seen who we have? We really don't have a choice. I I do think that, you know, giving him the opportunity to redeem himself, I don't think leave him on the mound that long again. Uh enough Look, that long. Minutes. He didn't make it out of the first. It was one third of an inning. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even <laughs> that long. <laughs> yeah, he look, April, April's got a fast hook. April's got a. I sure like, do. Look, when my daddy coached us, it was like, uh, uh-uh, come on out, come on out. Mm-mm. Okay, so can, April, can I ask you a question though? Can I ask you yeah. a question? Clayton Kershaw, we all know, didn't have the best night, right? Got got, got pulled with one third of an inning, right? But the Diamondbacks scored five more after Clayton Kershaw wasn't yeah. even there. Yeah. Can the Dodgers find a way to suppress that offense? Because it seems to be on another level right now. So this was something I was having a conversation with someone about, and. I feel the same way about the Phillies. You really are running into teams that are hot and the Rangers. And it's really, when you get to the postseason, it's about who's hot. And I, I don't know. Like I, I'm going to say this, I'm confident in Bobby Miller tomorrow. I think Bobby Miller can, can, can put a hold on him and not just Bobby Miller. Our bats have to show up too. Because, you know, a lot of people are talking about Clayton Kershaw, but Will Smith, David Peralta, and Miguel Rojas can't be the only people on your team showing up to bat. Everybody has, plays a role in winning. Now, yeah. some people may say, oh, well, you know, he sucked the life out of the team. But no, like our bats have shown up in, on plenty of occasions up on plenty of occasions this year, and I believe it's not just on Clayton, and I don't think it's fair to put all of that pressure on him when our bats were cold last night. So it's going to take more than Bobby Miller. It's going to take more than our um, our relievers to come in as well. So now Flobo has already went on record saying he does not think that the week-long break for the bye teams – really have any impact on the outcome of these these games my question to you is because you followed all season the Dodgers have been off for a week which I thought going in would have helped Kershaw did not but it definitely did not help the bats do you feel like the 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 break the delay waiting to to pick up in the second round do you think that hurt the Dodgers so far you know, I don't want to throw in other teams, but I feel like if it hurt the Dodgers, it hurt the Orioles, it hurt the Braves too. I don't, I don't think that that's an excuse. I, I mean, and I'm gonna say it like I don't think it's an excuse. I think we've what they did this year was a little different than what they did last year. They had fans come in. They did a more intense prep going into, you know, the NLDS. But that first game was just really – it just didn't work out. I think tomorrow is is really going to be the the major factor. So are we going to show up or are we going to – are we going to do what we need to do? Because we That's ain't got that much time. Let's just be – and let's be clear because, I mean, obviously Bobby Miller's stuff is electric. However, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. Bobby Miller did not start the season on the opening day – uh, roster, let alone in the rotation. He yeah. comes up, I think, before the All-Star break, right? May. Rich, 
Yeah, pitches pitches well, but he's a he's a young guy. And so, you know, to have you guys in this particular the Orioles did it today with Grayson Rodriguez right. and it did not work out. It did not work. Grayson made it what two innings? I think Grayson uh, made it through two innings. That, yeah. If that. And then it was it was he loaded the bases in the first inning, but but given the ball to, in, in like many ways, some of these young guys in these pressure situations, it's it's a, it's a tough scenario. It is. So I don't think a lot of people realize too. The guy who relieved Kershaw, Emmett Sheehan, he was a double A pitcher. Yeah. Like yeah, he was a double A pitcher that we pulled this season too. So when we talk about we were decimated, I'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all. I don't know how we got 100 wins. Uh, <laughs> that was really the the team deciding that they were going to play for each other. And I really think that they need to go back to the drawing board and decide make a decision that you know we said we were gonna play together. This is what we're gonna do. I do think Bobby has what it takes to be able to win. Um, he's very passionate. He, he has a lot of that Walker Bueller in him, uh, and that's where the comparisons come. But you can see when he's on the mound, when they take him out, like he wants to perform well for his team. And I really think and I hope that that's what goes into play before him that will ultimately you know lead us to success. So let's see. We have him. We have Emmett. We have Gavin Stone. He's another uh, AAA person. Y'all know we lost Julio to the domestic violence allegations. We lost Tony Gonsolin to Tommy John, um, Walker to Tommy John. So we had Dustin May to Tommy John. So They, They were going through it last night while we were watching the game about what the Dodgers rotation was supposed to be. I just didn't like here. Grayson Rodriguez went one and two thirds, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He loaded the bases in the first, worked out of a jam, and then uh, you know, it didn't go well. But it was it was it was jarring to me when they were going through last night and saying what the Dodgers rotation was supposed to look like, mm-hmm. um, and then what it actually actually did look like. Because I do think, I guess in Walker Bueller's case and uh, Julio Urias's case. They were technically supposed to be there. I think that Bueller had a setback, and mm-hmm. they said he they shut him down after yes. the setback. And then Urias, obviously, like you said, with the domestic violence, uh, really tough, really right. tough situation. And he probably won't be back in baseball if it goes He's the way that people think. Yeah, people think it's going to go because it's not his first time, right? Right. Um, There's a question that I got. I, w- I wanted to get to, and I was already yelling about this. TC is is weighed in. Will the will the Orioles be able to keep their core together? That nope. was and my think, question too, TC. Nope. Uh, yes. So about, that. About you're answering the way I think. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's we call it impossible. Uh, what happens is if you have a team that's that strong <laughs> and, and about the exactly about and they're about that about that the same similar time you bring them up, they're going to command the money they want to, whether mm-hmm. through arbitration or whether through uh, the roof any any kind of way their contract structured, there was no way a team with that budget would stand for that one, maybe right now in the playoffs, they're gonna command top dollar. No, unless you go to a four hundred million dollar payroll and then go after it. You gotta really choose who's gonna be the core if you wanna be the Orioles in 2025, and so on. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. You were muffling a little bit, so I don't know if it was uh, if it was my end or your end. But um I agree 100% that they're not going to keep it together. And I, I think that's why 
they're they're doing what they're doing. And that's why um, the general manager hasn't done what the Braves did, which was lock up Spencer Strider, lock up Michael Harris, lock up all of these guys with long-term contracts. They they have an embarrassment of Richmond, riches. They, the Norfolk Tide, the AAA team for the Orioles, just won the International League. They won the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They've got um, uh, just an amazing, amazing amount of minor league players that are ready to come up. And they've got you know, a system that I think will allow them, I hate mm-hmm. to say this, but they've got a system that will allow them to say, how much money, 28-year-old, 29-year-old Cedric Mullins, how much money do you want on the open market? Go ahead. Because right. we've got Kobe Mayo. We've got Connor Noby. We've got uh, Jerkstad, Huston Jerkstad, like waiting. We've got Jackson Holiday waiting. Wait. So mm-hmm. now the interesting thing is Grayson Rodriguez, Gunnar Henderson, um, who's the second baseman that started today, uh, Jordan Westberg, like – all of those guys are so young. They're all mm-hmm. like Adley. I mean, you're not going to do anything with Adley. Adley will get paid. He's the guy that will right. get paid. Um, but Aaron Hicks. <laughs> yeah. Even, even Ryan Mountcastle, like Cedric Mullins, um, our best hitter right now, um, Anthony Saltander. Like, good, good luck. Good, <laughs> good luck. Because when their contracts come up or there's trade situations come up, Good luck. We'll we'll keep Batista probably. See how he comes back from TJ because they're talking about Batista, Batista being out all of next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 good good luck. Um, and I I think there's no chance uh, for two reasons. One, the Orioles are notoriously cheap, and two, uh, they've just got so many players waiting. And unless I say the only thing is, and they're not known to make moves like. like they had all these guys in the system this year. They right. could have traded a bunch of them and got an arm. They could have got an arm that should have been pitching today. Here's the question, though. Do you think that they're going to build around Rutschman, though? I mean, that's yeah. a really yeah. cool chip. Yeah. Two, 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 yeah. flip. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, they're not flipping them. They're, they're I agree, flipping. too. I believe he's the face of the franchise. Mm. Yeah, he, he absolutely. Absolutely. He and he's lived, and to his credit, he's lived up to, except the last two games. I mean, you know, hitting nobody was really, really hitting. I'm but, just saying, Matt Olson was the face of the uh, Oakland Athletics two seasons you're ago. Right. I'm just all right. This is you're right. They, right. You want to talk about? I'm trying to think of a player city team relationship that would fit the Rushman category with Baltimore right now. And the one that's coming to my mind because I'm on the East Coast, I'm in Virginia as Ryan Zimmerman, Washington Nationals. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to trade that guy it, on, on a team that's on an upward swing. So we're not talking about a Mike Trout who's tried to give his all to the Angels, right? We're talking about a team that's ascending with a player they've identified. This is right. this is yeah. Embiid in the Sixers. Right. <laughs> like, going, my- going through the process, and now you're here, you're not going to you're not going to trade that. What are you trading him for? I'm not saying for anyone, but I'm just saying, you're saying that the team is cheap. He's talking about this is one of the better catches of the game, maybe behind Jonah Heim, or if you want to. So why why not? Whoa, 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 whoa. 
2023, Heim is a better catcher. I may, may, it may disagree next year. It may Stop change next year. This. But in 23, I'll take Heim over Rushman. I no, really, I would take Heim over Rushman. But that's just, Stop. Cut this I, I, I'm just. I'm shocked. Oh no! Oh no! Cut it out, Flobo. <laughs> You got you got to cut it up. You got to. <laughs> nah, I, I, I can't agree with you on that one. I can't. I can't. No, no, you're going too far. Uh, but no, I think I think they build they around. I think they build around Rushman. I think they build around. I think Rodriguez, if he really does what they think he's going to do next year on the mound, I think you keep you know those those arms that we have. Uh, the one that's really interesting to me is Gunnar Henderson. And I'll tell you, I think Gunnar Henderson's job is saved completely for next season. Okay. I think, you know, he and he's also showed the ability where he can work shortstop and third base, right? Nice. So you could you could pull Holiday up, you could put Holiday at second, you could put Holiday at short, you could put Gunner. That I think those three guys, Rushman, Holiday, Henderson, will be kind of the future of of the franchise, right? Uh, and with Rushman being star one A. Um, Craig Biggio, if you will. The right. question is, what do you do with Cedric at 28, 29 years old in a contract that's up at the end of next year? That's my question. And you've got a guy like Enrique Bradfield, who they just, you know, two-time All-American, all-time, like, stolen base leader at Vanderbilt, who's not young because he played three years in college. With tons of experience. He's going to be ascending pretty quickly in the outfield as well. I, I'm just I'm fascinated to see what the Orioles do. They've got they really do have an embarrassment of riches, but I don't think I think you still try to win now because I think banking on a baseball season and saying you're gonna be there next year, like when we look back on it now, honestly, it's almost a miracle what they were doing in the eighties and nineties. Like, how did the same teams get back every year? Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. I really don't understand. How did the Atlanta Braves of the nineties get to the World Series so many times? That I can tell you. Different formats and postseason, just, <laughs> right. just dominating the divisions. It was a different game back then, for sure. I mean, and also the Braves, their pitching in the nineties was right, like, but they were healthy. Like, and that was, too. If, if, I was just saying, if this is 20, 2023, look, Glavin, Smoltz. Uh, Maddox, at least one of them had TJ surgery by now. What's going yeah. on? That's another thing, too. You can talk <laughs> about a, uh, they, were pitching, they were pitching complete games. Like, this, like look at their innings. It's amazing what those guys. But right. It's an anomaly now. It's exactly. Like, seriously, they're looking at cards. Some guy could throw like four shutout innings, and the manager's like, oh, no, we got to pull him. I'm like, what? Yeah, Blue Jays. <laughs> right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. I will say, I think. You know, with the level of uncertainty for them, you know, there are teams who are looking and they watching and they're waiting. And there are teams also who are willing to pull out that checkbook and pay for players like Mullins and some of the others. So I think it'll be interesting to see exactly what they do and who's really willing to buy. Yeah, I'll tell you this too. Is I'll add another angle to it because this is the black baseball mixtape. I'll be interested to see what they what they play what they look like. And what I mean by that is, is Aaron Hicks and Cedric mm-hmm. Mullins expendable? You, you can easily say that they're older and they are, uh, they're more experienced. But I, I really have a hard time thinking Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, Jackson Holliday are expendable. And and I, I just look. Flobo, you talk about this all the time. Yeah. Who are the attractions that are going to bring people to right. the ballpark? 
So you're an owner of a team. Right. You've got to have a face of a franchise. Adley right. Rushman's a lot easier face of the franchise, even today, than I think Sed is. And Sed's oh. been the proven. Ball. No, no. The, 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 the debate would be it would be Rushman versus Henderson if I was the. Right. But you, you but, um, but not, not Mullins. No, no, no. Right. So, if you, but you're the owner of the franchise, right? So you're thinking of all of this stuff and including attendance and putting people in the seats. Even right. in a city like Baltimore, you're probably looking at. Henderson and Rushman, yeah, more than you're looking at Mullins, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and Mullins is like, you know, a brother. <laughs> like Charm City got a huge community, but yeah, Rushman or Henderson's your guy. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we have not given a lot of love to the Astros and the and the Twins. The Twins are now up five zero in the top of the fifth. Sure yeah. are. What's that? And I said they sure are. I think yeah. they just pulled they pulled a uh, Framber. Valdez. I was happy to see that he didn't throw, you know, throw a ball at anybody tonight. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Little wow. victories. Little victories. We'll take That's them. not even shade. That's just like, just like savage. <laughs> I'm glad he threw the ball in nobody's what's it, face. What's it called? <laughs> growth. What do they say? It's growth. growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're going to take the growth. Little we're going to take the growth. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Correa, he was, you know, showboating around the bases tonight. And I was like, okay, look. I'm root. Are you not rooting for Korea? We talked about this the last podcast. I'm rooting for Korea. You're not rooting for Korea. I'm still salty about 2017. I'm never gonna get over that. So when I get over 2017, and mostly it was Korea. I'm rooting for Korea. MLB gave you a championship in 2020. I'm still mad. Don't do that. They gave you one. They gave you a one. Now let me say this. I I like Dusty. Y'all know I'm an LSU alum, so I do like Bregman. And Kyle Tucker is actually one of my favorite players. He's good. Yeah, Kyle Tucker is one of my favorite players. So there are some some. No two, no two they love. The two is first first ballot Hall of Famer. That dude's amazing. He he is he is, and I mean, and I live in Houston, so y'all know I get it all the time. (laughs) But what's interesting, you know, we haven't talked a lot about it, but like. I talked to one of the the SRO, the police officer on my campus, and he's like, I don't think we're going to do it this year. I just, I don't see it. And I'm like, really? He's like, we we don't have the same fire, the same tenacity that we've had in past years. So I'm like, this is interesting. He said, I, I think someone else will take it. But he doesn't think the Rangers are going to do well either. And I think that's interesting because y'all know the Rangers was like one of the, didn't they score like some of the most runs this yeah, I mean they yeah. they've got. And I mean they're, they're led by their offense. They're led by a very powerful offense. But they had uh, their pitching is yeah, yeah they're, 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 depleted. Their pitching is suspect at best, but depleted. Yeah, the but I will. The interesting thing for about a, a team like Houston and Flobo, you can let me know. But I, I just have to see it. You like I'm not going to believe Houston's out until I see them right. lose right. out of the series because every time you look around, Houston is there. Yeah, one of the cool things about being about the Astros, if you're a fan, is they're always competitive. Even when they lose yes. in the game, that's why everyone's kind of like, "Oh, they they're here," but I don't know. It ain't like the Twins a week ago. We we're like, "Oh, the Twins ain't going nowhere." Like we we're ready to write them off. No one writes off the Astros, and I but I think that's what says about the organization, the management, the general manager, right. the general manager. But at the same time, we've seen these dominant teams where the Astros were like what 15 games clear. 20 games clear. The fact they got the AL West on a technicality says a lot about the old guard. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it is 1-1. I think I would still rather be – I think – well, it's not It's not over yet. It's 5-0 right. in the fifth. But I'm going to – 
Um, yeah, I'm going to say it's 1-1. I think I'd still rather be the Astros. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. absolutely. I'm with you. So now, okay, we'll, 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 we'll recap this before we get out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. April, you were not able to play uh, last last time, so we'll we'll have we'll have to play this time. Okay. Right now, as everything stands, one uh-huh. one Twins Astros. Who would you rather be? Who am I going with? No, who would you rather be? What team would you rather be? Oh, I'm going with the Astros. Right, I think I'd still rather be the Astros. Flobo, Astros still. Yeah, Astros all day. Two <sighs> O Rangers are up. We're going. We're going to Arlington. <laughs> Who would you rather be, Flobo? Got to be the Rangers, man. I know. God damn it. You're playing in an airport hangar? Why not? Just bring it home. April, who would you rather be? Okay, so prior to the season starting, I had the Rangers coming out of the AL. And everybody told me I was crazy. But y'all already know what I'm going to say. I'm sticking beside my pick. Mm. I'm still rolling with the Rangers. Resolute. I mean, I'd rather be the Rangers, but I've got to still go with the Orioles. No, you don't. Logic can prevail, It's where my heart is. I think, I think we will still get – look, we haven't been swept all year. We haven't been swept all year. Let's, uh, let's get one. Let's get one. But you're going to Texas. I know. It's in and Usually the series aren't like three games, so we'll see. Like, right. hopefully – uh, one one out there in LA. <laughs> so we'll just go. Look, we'll just go. One zero right now. Yeah, you know what? You're speaking faith, so I appreciate. No, 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 no. One zero, one zero. Diamondbacks, Dodgers. We'll start with April because we know where we're going. Who would you rather be? <laughs> I'm look. I even got my nails, Dodgers, y'all. Like I'm so serious about this. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah, oh my goodness. I am so serious about this. All right, I'm gonna, but I'm going to stick with you. Bobby Miller on the bump tomorrow. I would rather be the Dodgers as well at home. Let's see if they can get one back. Flobo, who would you rather be? I've been rooting for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but I'd rather be the Arizona Diamondbacks because of how the Dodgers lost in game one. Talk about self-imposed pressure. You're in Los Angeles. Yeah. You subjected all your fans to a lopsided loss. Yo, I would be in my own head if I was in blue right now. So, yes, I'm going with the with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Hopefully they win this one, but that's the other pick. I hear now, you. Now, we had an optional practice today. I said, what you mean optional? <laughs> 11 to 2. Which optional is out of the window. That is mandatory. Get y'all behind on that field. ASAP. <laughs> Yo, April's new manager. Yeah. Dave Roberts is soft. How you mean optional? <laughs> Last one, Braves, Phillies, 1-0. Phillies, you're still in Atlanta. Flobo, who would you rather be? Got to be the Phillies. You got to win one more here, and then you go back to the fortress at Assistant Bank Park. That is just a prime chef's kiss opportunity to shut the Braves up once and for all. I'd rather be the Phillies as well. Man, If they, they've they done their job right now. They got one in Atlanta. They got to go back to Philly. Philly's going to be a zoo. doesn't really matter, I think, what happens uh, tomorrow. I think it now really should – I mean – if they go up 2-0, it's yeah. it's it, it's all but over. Uh, I do not – I will say this. I do not believe that the Orioles-Rangers series is over. Maybe I'm just a uh, masochist. I don't believe it. But I do believe if Philly goes up and you go back to Citizen Bank, it's over. I agree. April, who would you rather be, though, the Braves or the Phillies? I'm going to I'm gonna roll with the Phillies. And let me tell you all why. Ooh. I'm a – 
before the postseason started, I was praying that we did not see the Phillies. I did not want to see them in the NLDS. They are very dangerous. And this is a time for the Braves to, you know, recoup after last year. And I thought that they would have come in stronger, ready to show, you know, the Phillies what they were going to do. But Bryce Harper is hungry for that ring. And he was playing like, you know, somebody who's ready for it. And let's not even forget, this man came back, what, in June from Tommy John surgery? He wasn't even supposed to be playing that early. Relearn how to play first base or learn how to play first base. So the dynamics of this team, I mean, Trey Turner was turning plays. I'm like, you ain't did that for us last year. Who, who are you? It's all coming out. Trey Turner, is a, Trey Turner is a solid player. He is. He is really good. But I do have a question for both of y'all because I saw this question uh, pop up on Twitter as well. Someone said that the Braves should be playing the lower seeded team in the playoffs. So, you know, the way baseball has it done. And I'm like, is that something even for the Orioles? Do is that how how the playoffs should go? Or are y'all okay with the way the seeding is going right now? I, I understand the rationale of reseeding after the first round, right? Especially if you're mm-hmm. the Braves, you're the best team in baseball. Why mm-hmm. not game the system? But it will look like you're gaming the system. The whole point of this new format is win your division. And those who don't win the division, you guys have the best record and you figure it out. Once you do that, that should be locked in. So I like the way MLB does it now. But if I, if I was somebody, like if I was if I was a Mets, if I was a Braves fan, for example, and the Braves right. lost it, I would complain. But to have people go in and then reshuffle the deck, to me, seems like too much tampering to, to like anoint a winner rather than just right. saying, hey, look, this is what we have going in. That's just me personally. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm really, I don't, it doesn't really bother me one way or the other. I, I, under, I do understand kind of lining them up record wise but it's it's also like what is your what really is an advantage baseball is such a streaky game and it it rides such of who's hot now it rides Mm -hmm. hot arms hot bats and so you know we kind of had a similar conversation about like is it really an advantage for the better teams that have to wait a week right because we're thinking in reality, like the rest might be good. The you know, having the other teams fight it out to play the you know, the Orioles or the Braves or the Dodgers are good. But meanwhile, what happened? Two game sweeps across the wild card series. They've been able got a day off, so they got the ability to set their rotations. They were, I was watching the Orioles game today, and John Smoltz was like, There's no way uh, Montgomery should be pitching this game, but like it should be. Like they should be, they should have to struggle with their pitching rotations, right? Mm-hmm. The, to play, to, like basically the way it's set up now, the because all of those games are two zero sweeps, and then you have these set dates and set locations. Mm-hmm. All the managers, Bruce Bochy and those guys, were able to set their lineups the way they wanted to for like the series, where it was like no, there was no kind of situation where it's like, oh, this guy's arm fatigued. You know, what are we gonna right. do? And so uh, I, I, I don't mind the way that MLB does it now, and I think, I think it's fine. But I also just wonder, what like, is it a real advantage? Like, <laughs> like uh, you'd rather win the division than not win the division. I'd, ra- I'd rather the Orioles win the division than not. And I'm glad the Orioles had two home games. I, I, like, this is the first home games the Orioles have hosted since 20, 
14, something like something in like 2016, I think, something like that. So, I mean, it's a great experience. I do think that it's not a real advantage outside of the home, and, and you do give the better team the home field advantage. There's not a real advantage about who you're playing and when, you know what I mean? Like, rest and not rest. Like, I'd rather take the two home games and have my have my chances with that. And that's what they got in, in the cases of Atlanta, L.A., and Baltimore. So far, they haven't taken advantage of the, the advantage that they were given. So you play, to me, like, you play who you play. Like, you, you won out, so you play – Whoever shows up to the ballpark, and you are still the better team on paper. You're right. the better team, and you've got the two games at home in the best of five. Like, you you want that? That's They're what giving you, want. you. Yeah, they give you the rope. So, and this year everybody played everyone too. So it's not like there was some kind of advantage from that aspect as well. Right, the power schedule for sure. All right, so as we go in this, who's who's got the ball? Bobby Miller is exact Gallon in game two. It's Gallon should be number two, yeah. Yeah, so that's the same thing like we're talking about. Gallon, you know, Diamondbacks are able to set up their rotation, right? Now they've got their race going in game two. So, Zach Gallon, Bobby Miller, we've got oh, got, got some interesting, interesting series. Who's pitching for the Braves and uh, Phillies? Let me quickly take a look if I can. But this also brings up – the age old Freed. question. Freed and Wheeler, I think, for game two. Oh, that's okay. so good. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. All right. Last thing before we get out of here, because it always brings up the age old question. Would you rather have really strong pitching or really strong hitting as you go through the playoffs? Good Defense pitching versus games. good hitting. Defense wins games. I saw it last night firsthand because the somehow home run machine Braves couldn't score a single. And they, had had the ace. they had their ace on the mound. Now me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was I'm scoring all these runs, or at least two or three of them, <laughs> with the interference. So, look, I'm considering what we going through. Give me the pitching, because look, you you can have some guys hitting the ball. You go into extra innings, and I'll take my chances with that, but you need reliable pitching because scoring six runs in one inning, that can really decimate your team if they're not in the right mindset. Give give. I'm, I'm going to take the opposite side of that. Give me the bats. Really? Tell us why. Because well, you, you'd mentioned it. Even if we go, even if we date it back, you how many times did the Atlanta Braves get to the world series? They got there a lot. How many times did they win? I think they won once, right? Yeah. Like, I'm talking about with the Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, it always seems to find – like, the hitting always seems to find a way, I think, to – to to because, again, you could have – you could, unless the, like unless it's, like, really – like, some of those Madison Bumgarner performances and some of those, like, you know – some of those really just dominant pitching performances, but at best you're talking to two games, right? Two games and maybe a relief appearance. Good if, point. You give, if you give me the hot bats, you know, we're going to get past Pedro. <laughs> we're yeah. going to get past the, the, the aces of the staffs, if you will. Um, and it's just that, that to me, that hitting is contagious. 
I, I also feel like when pitchers are dominant pitchers, like they they kind of carry the team on their back, right? Like they put, give me the ball, I'm going to carry the team on my back. But if the bats are on, it just feels like it's contagious. It gets the crowd like going yes. crazy. And I think that's what we saw a lot. Like we talked about it last mm-hmm. last season when you had like the Mets, sorry, Flobo, and their pitching staff. And you had like you know you had some of these teams like the Phillies that were just hitting hitting the crap out of the ball, and that hitting just gets the crowd up, getting everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So give me the bats, man. Give me the bats. You know what? And the bats is what killed us last year. We had the pitching, we did not have the bats. That our bats went cold. So I gotta think about that one. But that was for the pandemic, y'all. <laughs> Don't- <laughs> Don't do us. Well, you won that yet. Get back. <laughs> All right. So this is what it sets up. I mean, it yeah. sets up, obviously, the Rangers completely in the driver's seat over the Orioles. Right. Looks like the Twins and the Astros, if this holds, it's only in the top of the six. But if it holds, it'll be 1-1. I hope it I hope it does hold. Oh, you know, I want a feel-good series for the Twins here as well. I don't, I don't necessarily want to be them, but I do want them to get one game. Uh, and now it, it really we've got to see what Atlanta one they're down one out of the Phillies and we got to see what the Dodgers down one out of the Diamondbacks. Both of those I will tell you this, and you know like we're always giant like conspiracy theories in regards to like ratings and HQ. Like I used to think as a child growing up, I really did that they would rig like the NBA Finals. <laughs> like because my my no I'm talking about my parents would be like. There's no way that this game, this series isn't going to go like, like I had to be a full fledged adult for me to realize like, no, they don't want the games to go to like six to seven games. Like, like the team that's playing wants to sweep every game. Uh, look at, look at this, look at this. But, but I, uh, so if I'm a conspiracy theorist, which I'm not, I will say MLB headquarters has to like, like the Diamondbacks are, are got to be like really just a, a, a disruptor in this system. Because, you know, if you're MLB headquarters and you're looking at Dodgers-Braves and the National League Championship Series and you're looking at something like, yeah, exactly. You're talking about a, you know, even the range. Now, I could see Rangers-Houston and them being very excited. That would be amazing for Texas, the it'd money. Be, it'd be amazing yeah. for Texas. But do you know? And MLB. Ah, interesting. Well, I used to think that way till I realized that some of the lowest-rated World Series in the history are the Subway Series. When the Mets and the Yankees played in the World Series, everybody in New York cared about it, Hell but yeah, no one else in the world cared about it. <laughs> so if you put Texas, put the Rangers in Houston, that's a really big series for Texas. It it's is. not a really big series for L.A., Chicago, Atlanta, and New York City. But you see, I'm thinking because a lot of people like Seager. Like, I still love Seager. A lot of people sure. like um Garcia and some of the other players on the team. So these are well-liked people. A lot of people like Kyle Tucker. I don't just like him. A lot of people like no, him. People like Altuve. So players-wise, I think that people will tune in to them. We'll see. I, you know, you're right, though, April, because uh, we were just doing the top jerseys of 2023. Uh, both Altuve, I think, was number six of all of 2023 MLB jersey sales. Kyle Tucker was number nine. That's really that surprised yeah, the I, heck out of me. Yeah. That Cal- really? the two Astros in the top ten. Yeah, you uh, know what? I think got him over that hump too. He played in the WBC. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, you're right. But I, I, I think in my my again selfish 
Oriole biased mind, I'm thinking that they would want Charm City, Baltimore to have have a feel good story in there. So I, I think if you were looking for the most ratings, I would be I would say Houston, Baltimore, Atlanta, LA, with some type of like you can't go wrong with the National League if Atlanta and LA are in there, and you can't go wrong with Philly. Philly's a ratings draw as well. So you do realize that that Baltimore is basically the Arizona Diamondbacks of the American League. Absolutely. Right they're doing they're telling a feel-good story. No one would tune into that. I think people <laughs> Except would for care. me. I'll tune in to see Tedrick Mullins I and Tommy Pham. Yeah, so it's gotta be if you're MLB and you're just looking strictly on ratings and revenue, you want Houston on the other side, and you don't care if it's Atlanta, LA, or Philly, do you? No, you don't because you just don't want it to be Arizona. Yeah, basically, yeah, because the Dodgers are a legacy team, Atlanta's a legacy team, and then the Phillies have like the, the vibes him? you want. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's basically the evil, the evil empire, ninja pound gorilla Astros have been there for so long versus the NL. Excellent. All right, oh, we got, we got April back for the last. Look. April, what's happening? Yeah. All right, I'm back. All right, last words as we uh, as we get out of here for this podcast. Any Flobo, April, any last words? Look, I said it before and I'll say it again. I know I'm trolling for the snakes, but I've realized <laughs> I've realized that again, I'm so impressed with how they found pressure points in their team so far and found ways to exploit it. They may not win the entire thing, but this has been the most best coached of all the teams still in the postseason. I'm riding with them to the bitter end. Let's go. I like their manager too. So he's he's a pretty cool guy. I like Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham. Um, Urban Carroll hit one that hasn't landed yet, by the way. Oh yeah, for five hundred feet. <laughs> but I honestly, y'all, I just really want to see a good postseason. Like October baseball gives me so much joy, and I'm happy with the teams that have made it here. I'm rooting for a Braves Dodgers in LCS. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I, I really, really am. <laughs> I was going to tell you, what's up? But listen, Dodgers Phillies will also be a good one as well. I'm, I'm rooting for that one too. I love to see Trey play, play into the team. But I really just want to see a really, really good postseason. I, I hope that we get that. I don't want to see sweeps all the way around. I just want the Orioles to win a game. <laughs> One, game at a time. One game at a time, ladies and gentlemen. We'll have to leave it there until next time. We'll be back probably Tuesday, and by that time, I will probably have completely gone into full depression. <laughs> well, hopefully, I ain't with you. Right. Yeah. I, 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 like, who knows? I'll be drinking. I'll be on here singing the blues, singing blues songs for 30 minutes. Don't All take right. my ID stories, y'all. Don't right. take my ID stories. Until next time. Bye, y'all.